When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Graeme Young and today I'm joined by Andrew Barge and Kirsty Rote to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today, we discuss Kieran Tierney and his potential move to Everton and ask the guys, do they think it will take place? We also look at John McGinn, the Hibs midfielder that's been linked with Celtic. We look back at Celtic's trip to Austria and the players who impressed during the pre-season trip. And we also preview next week's Champions League qualifier against Alishkirk. So how are we folks? Excellent. Looking forward to the pod today. Excellent. So we'll start with Kieran Tierney, the big discussion of the week. Everton are keen. Talks of big bids upwards of twenty five million. Kirsty, surely they can't sell Tierney. No, they can't. And they won't he won't go to Everton. I think he's going nowhere. Um and uh, Everton would not be the right move for him, it would not be the right club for him. Um so that's my hope that he he stays and uh, I think he's a really special player and there's bigger and better for him. What about yourself, Andrew? Nah, I think he has to go for his own sake. Um, These opportunities don't come around too often. Tierney can break his leg this year and that might be him stuffed and obviously every Celtic fan wants him to stay for the 10 in a row title. Quite rightly, he's a special player, he's a Celtic fan, he's one of their own. But if Kieran Tierney, and this isn't me trying to speak down about where Celtic are in, in football terms at the moment. I think for his own ambition, Kieran has got to go and test himself. He's not being tested in Scotland. He's, he's, he's out of this league, really. And financially and in football in terms, I think the only option for him is when he gets a chance to go to England or abroad. OK. I think that's an interesting point you raised there, Andrew. One thing some Celtic fans have noted is maybe the last six months or last season, they felt the performances, he wasn't playing badly. Uh, there was obviously a couple of high points towards the end of the season, but overall the level wasn't quite what it had been the previous season. Do you feel that those are the signs that point towards a player that could do a fresh challenge? Well, he's in a comfort zone. I yeah. think he's, he's comfortably one of the best players in the league, and he's one of several in the Celtic team that could go and make a name for themselves down south. And I, I, I don't know... What, what is it with Everton? Uh, Everton, though? Yeah. I mean, I feel as though he could play at an even higher level oh, than I, that. I definitely think he could, but there's no guarantee that if he's going to go and start, I mean, Tottenham and Man United are the rumoured teams. Mm-hmm. Is there a guarantee that he'll go and start every week at Man United? Or Tottenham have got Danny Rose, his World Cup playing left-back. Everton are trying to shift Leighton Baines. And Keaton, he walks into that team for me. And I think it's better for him to go down and play every week rather than maybe struggle to get into a first team if a manager's not willing to put faith in him. It could be quite an interesting uh, series of events, but Rose has been linked with Manchester United in the past. Obviously Tierney's a player who's on, we've heard in the past, that uh, Jose Mourinho definitely likes. Uh, Tottenham, 
was mentioned there as a team. Do you think, out of all the clubs, out of the three mentioned, Everton, Tottenham, Manchester, are they the best fit for Tierney, do you think? If he did leave Celtic? Managerial-wise, I think it would be great for Tierney to learn from someone like Pochettino. I think Tottenham would be would be really good because it doesn't have the same pressures that come with playing at Man United. And I'm, personally, I'm not a massive fan of Mourinho. And I, th- I think it would be better for Tierney to, to learn from someone who's got a different philosophy than that and encourages Tierney to, to go forward and, and attack Is that is ultimately one of his biggest strengths. Um, Everton, though, I think right now, if they're willing to pay Celtic £25 million, for one, I don't think Celtic are ever going to turn that kind of money down, and I don't think Ian Tenier would ever turn the subsequent contract offer down. And I think I think the ball, if the ball gets rolling, this tyranny will find himself down there. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm still dreaming of one club man, future uh-huh. Celtic captain. I mean, that is obviously not going to happen. Are the two mutually exclusive? Can Kieran Tierney, obviously no player's been more affiliated with Celtic as a player, loves the club. Maybe do you think there's an argument they're not the same thing? Tierney can now still be as much a fan, but also go on and move in his career, do you think? Yeah, but again, I don't think he has to, which we've said about other players in the past, I don't think he has to move too soon. You can talk about leg breaks and all that. That's hypothetical Uh and if buts and maybes, but as it stands right now, he's a special player. There will be options for him a season down the line. Um, I, I think he's got more to do still in a, in a Celtic shirt and in such as his affection for the club, I don't think he's going to jump to us soon. That's a fair... I, 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 again, I think he's looking... Do you think the decision's been made yeah. almost? Do you feel that... I don't get that. Do you, do you feel the player might look at this as a good time to leave? There's yeah. still three titles away from 10 in a row, so it's probably a case of not never, never, but it's not a season by season. Do you it's, make the move now and look at the one more? Celtic's 10 in a row title was due next season yep. I think Tierney would, would, would be happy to uh-huh. stay, but there's still three years to go and I'm not sure what else he can achieve in that time period that's going to progress his career or, or further in Europe but that's the thing that Celtic aren't going to get much further in Europe than they already are I don't think at the moment I mean look Tierney's been a, a, a great a great Celtic player but in Europe he's not stood out as as being exceptional in the Celtic team Dembele's the one that's, that's done that normally and I mean, he showed that he can cope with decent players. I mean, he did it with Sterling when Man City came to Parkhead. But Tierney's not driving Celtic on to the, the last stages of the Europa or the knockout rounds of the Champions League. I'm not too sure what else he can realistically achieve here that he's not already proven, really, at the moment. And I think by going down to England and playing against Champions League quality teams week in, week out, he's only going to further himself. And I mean, like, like saying that he's looking for that. Tierney's never going to come out in the media and say, oh, I want to leave Celtic. Yeah, of course. So all this stuff that he's been saying about, oh, he's, he's happy here and stuff, that's to be expected. But he's changed to the stellar group who uh-huh. after players' multi-million pound deals. Uh-huh. Uh, Bale's one of them, Sigurdsson, Milana. They've all been in yeah. for around and those, million. And those type agencies, they don't. They, they obviously do deal in new contracts. They obviously signed a six-year deal. But that's more long-term strate- strategic moves. It's not... Yeah. It's to, a new contract doesn't mean this player's going to be here until 2023. It yep. just means that if he goes, someone's going to have to pay more money for him. And I think it's a good deal all round for Celtic getting that amount of money, Tierney getting that amount of money and getting a chance to, to prove himself in a, in a tougher environment. Okay. These agents as well are, are selfish and can move you on too soon. And, you know, he's not the finished product. Um, he has Will he become the finished product at Celtic? I think he has more, yeah, like... More honing to do, more okay. more more uh, nurturing from Brendan Rogers. 
um, has really developed him to get him to this stage where he is sought after. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think there's more work to be done at Celtic. I agree that there's more work to be done and I think Brendan Rodgers is an excellent coach to learn from but there's only so much he can do on the training ground. If he's coming up against Hamilton and St Johnson and the likes of these teams four times a, a year, mm-hmm. where, how does his progress keep going up the way? Surely it's going to plateau at some point. Surely he's got yeah. to. If he's got the chance, he's got to grasp it. So, talking about out potential outgoings to potential incomings, John McGinn, a player who, even when he's not been linked with Celtic, he's always been linked with Celtic. Uh, his grandfather was obviously involved with the club. He's obviously, I think it's well known, he's a Celtic fan. What does he excite you, Andrew? Is that a name that excites you? Not really. Um, um, I think if he joins Celtic, he's a squad player um, at best. He's, he's certainly someone that's going to come into the Celtic team and transform them. Um, people are speaking about him as a replacement for Armstrong. They're two totally different players, so you can't really compare the two. Um, I do think John McGinn's a decent player and he's going to go on and have a, a solid career. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the moment, if he's been touted as someone who can walk into the Celtic team or come and compete for a place in the Celtic team and then help elevate them to that next level, not for me. What about you, Kirsten? Yeah, I agree. I'm the exact same. Again, I can't get excited about a squad player. He's he's not a name that excites you, and he's not what I'm looking for to bring into Celtic just now. And um, there's frustration at constantly hearing about wingers and midfielders where I think yeah. we're really well served and not where the key areas, weaknesses at the back that you want to be addressed. So, no, I can't get excited about. It's not. It's talking. not an ambitious signing, really. No. no, it's someone who I think. With McGinn, with McGinn potentially coming to Celtic, yes, he would do well domestically. I think any player in Scotland that has a bit of talent about them could could flourish, potentially flourish in the Celtic team. You've seen some do it, some have failed. I think McGinn has what it takes to to be a good squad player for Celtic, but he's not going to take them anywhere they've not been before. And the thing that really gets to me with John McGinn, I think he's still very rash, and he's got a touch of the headless chickens about him at times. He just kind of covers every blade of grass without yep. really giving give him a second thought or show much composure um, for me I, I don't think he's going to be one that Celtic should be looking to certainly not break the bank for anyway okay. I think in terms of again that was a point you made there about his ability do you not think he's a player who is best served by playing every week as well he's not someone who's mm-hmm. coming into the squad playing 10 minutes here 20 minutes he's, his whole game is about energy over 90 minutes yeah. is that why Celtic again might not be the perfect fit yeah because he's not going to get that, that, that amount of game time and Cham and Brown have struck up a decent partnership yeah. and John McGinn's not the same talent that Callum Gregor is or Rogic so those four centre mids he's, he's struggled to, to break in ahead of them so unless one of them suddenly takes off um, I'm not really too sure where John McGinn's career um, benefits too much from, from coming to Celtic right now yes of course he'd earn good money and if that's his motivation then, then great um, but I don't think he would be would be playing a Minutes every week, certainly. It's a curious one from Roger's point of view. I wonder why he is so pursuing it so heavily. Um, um, that you know, just looking for another addition in midfield. Um, I don't, I don't see it at all. And um, yeah, yeah, it's not an attractive sign. It's not one for the fans. It's not one that anybody's getting excited about. Is that maybe the issue then that there's a feeling that Celtic you wait all season? You're looking for, and it's just natural. Celtic maybe linked with a player from France or Germany. It's it's more exciting. But when a player like John McGinn, who Celtic fans have obviously watched a lot of football, 
uh, playing against Celtic. Is, is that feeling, do you think, the underwhelming nature of the link, is that maybe playing a factor? Yeah, it is quite underwhelming if your main signings coming from the if Celtic are a team that are looking to compete in Europe, if your main signings coming from the Scottish Premiership, you're not looking in the right place, really. I mean, again, like I said, good player, but it's it's not really one that's going to get the bums off seats, is it, the way, the way that I was going to say Miss Honda did there, but I didn't turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, somebody coming that you know what you're a, a wee bit of the unknown, you don't know what you're going to get from them, so it's something that's exciting, whereas McGinn, a bit of a predictable one, it's always a bit like an arranged marriage, this one, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting yeah, it. And it's like, would a Celtic manager just address the frailties at the back, you know, rather than all this, yeah, yeah. you know, try and go forward? And with Neil Lennon, it was, you know, going through a bundle of strikers with Rodgers, it's the midfield, there's yeah. an obsession with that, and going forward, and yes, we're attack minded, but please sort out the frailties. Well, at the big back. boy, Arthur. Big Dedrick will be back soon. I don't know, will be fine. He'll be <laughs> maybe the second leg against Rosenberg if everything goes to the plan. Uh, is there any defenders in terms of style? That is there anyone out there that you like the look of? Is there a name that would maybe grab your attention? Any downside? I know Ashley Williams at Everton's one that's maybe people have looked as a fit because he's worked with Rodgers. Has we put throw some names out there, guys? That's or? the half his wage to come to Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the, the issue. issues. The one that I saw on Twitter, I'm not sure if there's any truth in it or not, there's a few whispers that Sharp, the Swiss centre-back, yeah. he plays for Deportivo. Uh-huh. People saying that Celtic have been taking a look at him, he looks like a decent uh, ball-playing centre-half. So that was yeah. an interesting one, I've just no idea what, what truth lies in it or not. Yeah, um, I mean, usually it is out of left field, isn't it? And it's people that we haven't really like, you know, heard of before, but um, yeah, or in whether like Comper now, like emerges as he has a bit now out, out from in from the cold from the friendlies. Um, but that's certainly where my concern lies, especially with to uh-huh. being away on World Cup duty. So that's what I'm wanting to hear, but I'm constantly just hearing about McGinn. So right. for me, it's completely. I think potentially three new defenders for Celtic this okay. year. I think Lustig's on his last legs. But in his defence, for Sweden, they play a different system. He's, he's back, he's deep, he's able to. Mm-hmm. But for Celtic, maybe the style of the football sometimes exposes yeah, I, away I players. I think he's, well, he's, he's not quite often openly identified as the weak link when opposition teams play against Celtic. I mean, that kind of speaks for itself. Uh-huh. I think if Tierney, obviously, Tierney goes in, your left back will be needed, and then at least one centre half. Yeah, and he's a great character, too, but you can't keep timing no. off of that. He has a weak link. He's hat caper probably bad when you go. <laughs> 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 so, are Celtic standing still? Um, Ask me again at the end of the window if Celtic are standing still. We'll really see what the ambition is. Um, obviously getting into Europe is the main thing and then being able to take a run at Europa if Celtic can get third place. Um, the players in the squad that Celtic have, they're, they're capable of mounting a challenge but as we saw with Zenit away last year, they just didn't really have what it takes to, to go over the line. So definitely players are needed if that's where Celtic ambition is. Um, so at the end of the window, when is it August the tenth or something yeah. this year when it closes, um, if Celtic have signed a couple of defenders and maybe a sparkling winger by then, I think the answer to the standstill question would be no. But um, we have no idea right now, really. Okay. I think quickly take out Casarai to Austria, the trip Celtic have just been on. Uh, a pretty successful uh, pre-season voyage as usual, and there was a. Young player who impressed, he's impressed in the past. Uh, Mikey Johnson uh, bagged himself a goal and an assist in one of the earlier games against Lunds on uh, Wednesday. What do you think about Mikey Johnson? Yeah, he's got all the the uh, 
tricks and flicks that you could you could want and um, I think along with Lewis Morgan he's really one to watch for next season. Um, overall I think the Austria trip was 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 really good. Uh, it was great to see Forrest scoring and barely scoring. Um, players emerging coming back. Um, Hayes unfortunately he's picked up another injury hasn't he so won't be in for a last skirt. But um, overall a really successful trip. What what I took from it is that in, in the Prague game Roger seemed to play what probably was the strongest team in his mind. Yep. And Griffiths wasn't involved. Uh-huh. And that makes me wonder what, what his future is. No, that's fair. And I think one thing as well, it was more of a four four two at times with Edward and Dembele. That's he's flirted with that in the past with Griffiths and Dembele. Uh, what about Mikey Johnson as a player you a fan? Yeah, seems to be doing all right things at the moment, yeah. isn't he? Doing well for Scotland as well. Um, I think if he can get into 10 to fi- double figures maybe for games next season, 10 to 15 appearances, impressing them, get himself a few goals or assists, he'll, he'll find himself an important part of the furniture. Yeah. So, Kirsty, Brendan Rodgers, one thing he made sure to do on the trip was talk up Scott Sinclair. And one thing I wanted to say to you as well is with Sinclair last season, the right-up was he had a, a, ter- a poor season, it was underwhelming, but when you look back at the highlights, he was involved in a lot of the goals in the first half of the season, either scoring or through assists. Can Scott Sinclair make a comeback story this season for Celtic? Yeah, I think so, um, and he actually has to, I don't think he can afford to have another poor season, yeah. otherwise they're going to be looking at, at, at somebody else. And at his age and his experience, he's somebody that we should be looking at and to lead. Um, for me last season in Europe, he, he didn't do enough. Uh-huh. Um, I was really frustrated with him at home against Rosenberg. I'll be looking for him against the Lashkart to really take a more leadership role. Um, and we've got a lot of young players and I need him to stand up uh-huh. to the challenges of Europe. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a defining season for him in a Celtic strip. Okay, and you touched upon the goals from Forrest and Dembele. Uh, Rogers has waxed lyrical about Dembele and his performance. He's back, he's lean, he's mean, he's scoring goals. Uh, obviously, the signing of Edward, do you think it will still be a case until Dembele, as long as Dembele's at Celtic, he will start is that, and Edward will work alongside him? Yeah, I think he's his, his favourite, and I think he's the big game player. Um, yep. And the guy for a big occasion, Europe, Old Firm games, you know, Aberdeen game. You know, he's always going to be the guy. Cup games that's that's starting, um, and he look, does look like he's lost weight. Um, he was already recapturing some of that sparkling form at the tail end of last season, and I think he's going to just go from strength to strength. If he can stay injury free, because unfortunately it's one of those that takes loads of games when he gets yep. back to get back up to speed. The injury free, I think we've got Dembele and our hands, and that's really exciting. And I think he'll be in against Lashkar. Um, and uh, at the back, I think he'll probably switch to, and we just were talking about four, I think he'll probably switch to a three at the back uh-huh. to mask um, the absences of Lustig and Oyata. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe. Yeah, like, I think, and he, he, he does that often as well. It's something yeah. Henry can play maybe in the three with somewhat Forrest in the wing back role. Yeah, yeah that's a good, that's yeah. an excellent point. Henry, I yeah. What do you think of Henry? Just an interest. Yeah. Are you a fan? Uh, yeah, but young and raw again, uh-huh. you know. Um, and we've got we've got a lot of that. But you, I mean, you really trust your manager to be bringing through yeah. young players uh-huh. um, and nurturing their talent. Um, but yeah, there's there's more to come from him 
Uh, but when you look at Ayer from where he's been, from uh -huh. when he arrived into now, um, then you can see the development that a player can have under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. Obviously, he's even switched positions and he's completely transformed. He's really looking the part. Um, so I think that can happen with Hendry as well. But these guys are going to get opportunities when you've got either injuries or people away on World Cup duty. And it's up to them to really prove that they're Celtic quality now. Okay, let's take a deep dive into next week's game against Alistair Champions League. This is the land of unknowns. Brendan Rodgers has led Celtic Champions League group stage uh, in consecutive seasons, but this is a totally different ball game now. Four rounds of qualifying. Alistair are a million miles away from the types of teams that you previously faced in the early rounds. Even the second round at stages, like uh, dare I even mention Lincoln Redemps. Yeah. So it's a totally different style. Celtic need to be on the ball straight away, and it'll be in the Seeding Armenian heat next week. Are you nervous slightly? Is there, is there a reason to be maybe slightly cautious about this? Um, I think there is. I think there's always. I think you should always be humble and have trepidation about these because you know these are champions of their own their own countries. Yeah. Um, they definitely, as you say, a step up from Lincoln, Bladems, and Linfield. Um, an unknown quantity, uh, a grueling trip, and then the heat, as you mentioned. So those factors. Then having two of your mainstays in defence away on World Cup duty. So there's a lot for Celtic that could be potential banana skins. Mm -hmm. You would still think that we've got enough to get by them. Um, they are a team who knocked St Johnston out. Yeah. It's about, but then that season we were knocked out by Mammo, so things have changed, you know. Yeah. Um, I would still think, yes, we've, we've got enough, but I think it's going to be quite cagey and tight over there and they will do the job back at Celtic Park. Okay. In the first instance, I think maybe talking about defence, we, we often talk about Dedrick Boyat and he's worth to Celtic fans. And when you see it on ourselves and record support online when he's linked with moves, fans comment underneath, I'll drive him there myself, whatever the team he's linked yeah. with. Uh, but would be kind of a strange kind of coincidence the fact Celtic will play at five o'clock and there's a very good chance if uh, Belgium beat Brazil that Boyat will be playing the World Cup semi final that night. And I think that proves how far he's developed, what he's about as a player. Uh, and I think he will be a big miss. I think Ayer, for a young guy, has got a lot of leadership qualities. Uh, but it's a big ask across there. And Simunovic for all his abilities, and I know last year was tough, and it was a tough and a lot of players falling on for the Invincible season. Uh, I think there needs to be a real vocal leader at the back. I think Boyata does that. He's very aggressive, comes forward. Is that something that maybe worries you? Yeah, and he, has, and he has that experience now, yeah, and he is he one, of the, one of the, the older ones. Um, but that is the, the, the funny thing with Beata. Yeah, he can come out with these absolute howlers and these blunders, uh -huh. and he can take, and rightly, a lot of stick for that because it's happened in important mm -hmm. games, um, particularly the old firm game. Um, but you really notice when he's not there. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a player. And you are kind of like similarly, yeah. Maybe even you know like a listing, we are going to really notice a difference, uh -huh. yeah. um, and that and that's just something that they're going to have to overcome. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see who who stands up. And then you're going to see the ones maybe like for the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, you miss him when he when he's not there, um, and it's great to see how well he and Lustig are doing. Uh -huh. yeah, but just a shame that Lustig's picked up a book and can't play against England. I know. Well, that's of course that's the Wednesday night game. Uh, that's that's a great story. I think obviously Lustig again. You touched upon there his importance, and he really has had a good World Cup as well. He's very that whole Sweden team is just made full of these really experienced kind of wily veterans that know how to get there. And the World Cup's made for that this year as well because 
big teams are dropping like flies, and it's a team. Who knows? Sweden could last the yeah, pace. That's great. These great so as you say, it's been it's been a World Cup of giant killings and shock. Uh-huh. So do not bet against them. Underestimate anyone. That's World Cup at your power, and uh, they have a great team spirit. You can see that even from social social media, uh-huh. um, and just such colourful characters that really could pull off another shock here. Oh, be, oh how how sweet that would it be. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so. Going back to Alishkirk quickly, we expect to see them barely up front. Uh, the usual cast of characters in midfield, Brown and Cham, McGregor, so forth. Uh, give us a prediction, Kirsty, for the game. I'm, I'm going to say one each. Okay. Uh, and then get the job done. That's not a bad result. I know it seems not the one. Exactly, no, no, it wouldn't be a bad result. I think... Um, I think some people, you know, we would be doing some kind of would be disgruntled about it. But I think it's such a tricky or so opener and taking everything into account. Not a bad result and then exactly okay. in front of your fans, in front of your home crowds, getting over the line. But okay. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Let's go for some quick fire questions to end, right? Will Celtic sign anyone before the Champions League deadline, either on Thursday or for the wild card on Monday? I hope so, um, and I'll say at least one. Okay. Will Celtic make it to the Champions League group stage this season? Yes. I'm, I'm quite confident about that. Okay. Yes. Will Moussa Dembele still be playing for Celtic in September? Yes. Oh, that's a bold one. Some would maybe disagree with you there. I think a lot of people would. But, um, and you can see I'm like that with Tierney. I think there's a lot that's attractive uh-huh. about Celtic. Will Celtic still be a, will, uh, Kieran Tierney still be a Celtic player yes. after the transfer window? Yeah, I'm quite confident we're going to keep our stars in our uh, starting lineup. And I think, as I was just going to say there, that Celtic's an attractive club for young players uh-huh. and to develop. And I would caution always against jumping too soon and moving to England too soon. As seductive as the money and as for, uh-huh. for players like Dembele and Tierney, that's still going to be there. That's going to be there next season and the season afterwards. So, yeah, more to do at Celtic. Okay, well, thank you very much for today. That's all from us this week. Uh, we'll be back next midweek with more Celtic uh, action. We'll probably be after the Alice Cup game as we look back at the Celtic's first Champions League game of the season. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available to you. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. See you soon.